I want to give a little precursor to this episode's podcast um, because our guest today, Jane Sullivan, is a guest who's been to Hilton Head Health now four times. And when I asked her to be a guest on this podcast, she said, David, are you sure you want me to be a guest on this podcast? I mean, I haven't progressed much on the scale. And I said, Jane, are you kidding me? Your story is incredibly inspiring. You have achieved a dream, a vision that you never thought possible in the past, off the scale, beyond the scale. You've achieved a place of emotional and mental well-being, going out of your comfort zone, doing things you never thought you would do before. That is an incredibly inspiring story. And although the scale hasn't moved the exact way you would have wanted it to, although your mobility isn't exactly where you wish it was today, the level of happiness that you exude has a value that you cannot put a number on. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode of Health Talk. Health Talk brought to you by Hilton Head Health. All right, well, here we are for another uh, episode of Health Talk with Bob Wright, myself, and a special guest, Jane Sullivan, guest of ours at Hilton Head Health. And we've actually spoken before on a similar platform like this. And um, just to give a little recap for those who might not remember or who haven't seen you before, uh, tell us how you initially came upon Hilton Head Health. Okay, two years ago in September of 2015, a friend of mine called me and said, oh, why don't I bring dinner over? We can have dinner together. Fine. And she came over and another friend of ours came over, so the three of us had a nice little dinner together. And then a neighbor showed up. We were all having a good time. And then things got a little strange and started flitting around. She wanted my Wi-Fi password. She got out her cell phone put it on the table, and on the other end was a friend of mine from Jacksonville that Ann doesn't even know, so I couldn't figure out what was going on. Well, they held an intervention for me. That's what it turned out to be. They said, Jane, you can't continue to live like this. You are too sedentary. You spend too much time isolated on your porch. You can't continue to live this way. I was not particularly unhappy on my porch, but I knew that they were right. And they said, we've been concerned about you for a long time, but now we have an answer. We have the solution for you. We have signed you up for four weeks at Hilton Head Health, and you're going to start on October 4th. We will take you there, and we will pick you up. (laughs) Okay. It's kind of hard to talk when my head was on the table, but I knew that they were... (laughs) saying the right things and doing the right things for me, and I did not throw them out. I, I knew that this was the best thing for me. So we came on over. We came over that Saturday the 3rd, and I told them, I said, now listen, if i got to eat this food for four weeks, by golly, you can stay for lunch, so you have to eat it too. Well, that was the wrong thing to do because the food was so delicious that I got no sympathy. <laughs> um, and that, uh, when they dropped me off that first afternoon, I was so scared. You know, I didn't know anybody. I couldn't move very well. I was on a 
uh, well, I still use a cane now, but uh, I was on something called a hemi walker, which is like halfway between a regular walker and a cane. It's uh, almost, you can picture a little bitty ladder because it has four feet. Um, and I was hunched over and clumping down the hall. And so I clumped down to dinner with all these people that I did not know and sat down at a table full of friendly people. And from then on, I, I just had smiles and companionship every step of the way. And it's been amazing. And it's like that every single time. So, uh, that's awesome. So, yeah, what, what an amazing uh, story. And what, what's interesting is that, you know, I think there are friends that sometimes talk about doing stuff like that, but it takes real friends uh -huh. to put themselves kind of on the line because obviously they didn't know how you might respond to that and to do the research and to, um, you know, facilitate you getting here. So, that's the thing that amazes me. You have incredible friends. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, just Googled enough places until they found this and talked to the people here and realized, okay, this is the best place for her. And smart friends, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Computer savvy, That's smart right. friends, very friends. Uh -huh. For recognizing them is the best. Yeah. 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 Well, and you said you were on a Hemi Walker, and now you have progressed towards just a single-sided cane. Yes. That's right. Uh -huh. And I remember last time we spoke, this was... You were expressing a vision that you had, a vision of seeing, is it a musical or a play? A play. A, pl a play, y your favorite play. My favorite actress. Your favorite actress is in this play, and she was performing in Australia, and your vision was to go see her perform in Australia. So what's the latest update with this vision? So I went. I tried to go on... September 6th, uh, last year, 2016, because that would have been the one-year anniversary of the intervention. Tickets were sold out that night because there was a special subscriber benefit. But I did go on September 7th, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I got to meet her afterwards, and it was just amazing. My siblings tried to talk me out of it. Jane, this, it's just going to be too much for you. You should not go. I said, well, look, that was my older brother calling, and, and that was sweet of him to be concerned. And I said, okay, look, how about if I go to the doctor, if I get doctor's permission to go, will that satisfy you? Yes. So I went and had the doctor videotape. Yes, it's fine for Jane to go. I encourage her to go to Australia. So uh, I can't walk halfway around the block, but by golly, I flew halfway around the world. <laughs> To see, because the play was in this very small theater, 100 seats, and I knew that I would never, ever get a chance to experience such talent in such an intimate setting. So then I tried to think, oh, God, I don't know if I have the energy or the mobility to do anything else while I'm in Sydney. Is it worth flying halfway around the world just to see a play? Well, okay, she's in this TV show that I like, and there's a line in the show where the matriarch of the show is contemplating taking a long trip, and her adult daughter says, you'll regret it so much if you don't go. Well, that line really resonated with me, and I knew that I would regret it so much if I didn't go. I thought, if all I can do in two weeks in Sydney is go to that play, it's still going to be worth it, because I would not be able to live with myself the rest of my life if I didn't do it. 
So that's what got me there. And it, it turns out the play wasn't even the best part of the trip. I had so much fun doing other stuff. It was beyond my, way beyond anything I could have imagined. So what were some, what was some of this other stuff that you did? Well, the, she, uh, the actress, Marta Dusseldorf is in a show called A Place to Call Home. And so then I read that she was going to be in the play. Well, the new season of A Place to Call Home was starting while I was there. And I got to go to some preview events. And I actually got to go to a very select event that was at the house where they film. And I ended up eating lunch at the same table with all the stars of the show. It just, <laughs> stuff like that just doesn't happen. But it did. <laughs> and... I wouldn't have gone if, uh, well, wanted to see the play. But coming to H3 got me out of my rut and got me ready to accept a new challenge and know that it was okay to go off and do something because people are really nice and they're going to take care of me. And the people in Sydney were very conscientious taking care of me. and uh, But I would not have had the self-confidence to go had I not come here first. See, I think that's that was the follow-up question that I had, is what, what was the probability of you having taken that trip had you not had the experience of coming here, getting familiar with that idea, but also developing some stamina and maybe the right. ability to do that? Exactly. Well, the main thing was that she was going to be in a small theater. If she had been in, in Sydney Theater Company, I, I wouldn't have gone. I would have thought, oh, that that's nice. But, but... To have her in such an intimate setting. She was so close, her skirt brushed my leg one time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, like I said before, getting out of my rut, getting off the porch, throwing myself into a new situation where I was scared, which is what I did mm -hmm. here, gave me the self-confidence to go down and do that. Right. So, I, I, even, even, I don't think I would have gone... Even to see her in an intimate setting, I would not have had the self-confidence to go had I not come here first. Well, one thing's clear. Uh, your enthusiasm for her and the play and the experience you had in Australia. So congratulations for actually seeing that through and actually accomplishing it. I, know, I would look out my window, my hotel room, looked over, and I could see the... Um, Opera House from my hotel room. If I stood on the balcony, I could see the Harbor Bridge. And every day I thought, I can't believe I am here in Sydney. Well, pretty much every day since I've been home, it's like, I can't believe I went to Australia. <laughs> it's awesome. That is. It's exciting. So in the, in the coaching world, there is a, a transition of, of readiness, is what it's called. It's called the trans-theoretical model, uh, readiness for change. And it sounds like before your intervention, you were in what we call pre-contemplation, where you weren't even thinking about doing something like this. It was not on your mind. No. No. <laughs> but your friends, what makes your friends so special, like Bob was saying, is it's very hard to get someone from from that stage uh -huh. to thinking about it. Because it oftentimes creates resistance and makes uh, that yeah. person want to do it even less. But yet here you are again on your own terms. Oh, you mean coming back? Coming back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 When people ask me, uh, well, when I when I came back the first time, they said, are you going to go back? I said, yeah. I, I, I'd like to go back, but next time I go back, I, I, I want to be able to do more. Like, I want to play golf. I want to take some of the cardio classes. 
Well, no, I still can't do that, but I love coming back. And there's still, uh, I see familiar faces. I still love the activities. Uh, the food is fabulous. So eventually, I want to be able. To, I'm going to be able to do all the things that I want to do. Yeah, I'll keep yeah. coming back till I can actually do that. But I'm finding plenty to do, even with my still limited mobility. Sure. And I think that's an important point that you make is that. You know, you had this vision of being at a certain level when you when you came back. Uh-huh. You weren't at that level, but you came back anyway. And and I think that can have that can have sometimes progression happens at different rates for different people, but it doesn't. It's not stopping you from getting off the path. Yeah, the the third time I came, this is my fourth time, but the third time I came back, I had really regressed, and I knew I needed to come back. I knew I really really needed to come back, but I kind of was. I was embarrassed to come back. I didn't really want to see the staff. Oh, I don't want them to see how much I've regressed. And, uh, it's just, you know, I'm just embarrassed to be here. Well, it turns out a lot of people are in my situation, so there was nothing to be embarrassed about. Uh, people do fall off the wagon. Some people need a tune-up. Uh, there are some amazing success stories, oh, my gosh, of people who have lost the weight and kept it off permanently. <laughs> But then there are other people who are still struggling just like me and still learning, and, and that's okay. We're all in different steps along the way, but we all support each other. So what would you say to someone who is on the fence about coming to Hilton Head Health? Get off that fence get over here! <laughs> uh, uh, it might... It can, it can seem very scary at first. For whatever reason you're here, when you come, you're going to confront whatever issue it is that got you here. That, that's why you're here, is to confront the, the food issue, the whatever. And you're going to find that people are having the same issues and the same struggles, and everybody wants to support each other. So... But there's there's a, a fear of failure in, in coming. No, I don't want to come. Here. But there's also a fear of success that you have to confront, and I'm still working on that. Maybe that's what's holding me back. I it's been so long. I've I've been overweight my entire adult life. I don't even know how what it is to be normal. So having to, but seeing the amazing success stories uh, of people that you know, I look at things. No, she didn't really weigh 300 pounds. No, she couldn't have. But she did. And, and now she looks like she's never gained an ounce in her life. You know, So uh, being able to realize that, that there is success and don't be afraid of success or failure. I think the thing that's really important about what you're saying is that you know, people might assume that a podcast like this would focus only on those who have done that. And we have had some of those. We've had, uh-huh. as you mentioned, some yeah. incredible successes. But the reality is that not everyone has that experience. And in fact, most people have challenges along the way. And I think the the real, the reality, the real and reality is, is that it, it it's those who don't give up on the struggle, that those who persevere, who continue to work at it, continue to make progress. Um, and, and that's what I'm hearing. You're making progress. You're experiencing things that perhaps you hadn't experienced before. And you're continuing to move in, yes. in a direction, in, in a positive direction. 
um, one of the quotes that you taught me uh, is, we change our behavior when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of changing. So anybody that's contemplating coming here, just think about that. When the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of changing. Yeah. Okay, I, I did enjoy my porch. But I enjoy playing golf, too. I want to get back to that. So, yeah, I need to change. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned earlier, I want to go back to what you said earlier. So this is your fourth time here. And between the third and fourth time, you said you felt you regressed. Is that what you said? Or the second and third? Between the second and third. Between the yeah. second and third, you felt you regressed. And when you say regressed, do you mean physically? Or yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Uh, gained more weight, lost more mobility. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so, but you, but what was, so, but it didn't, but you didn't keep going that way. What was it that helped you to keep, to turn that back around? Uh, hmm. I, I sort of got re I got more ready to come this time. I actually started working. You know, it's easy to say, well, I'll go ahead and eat now because I won't be able to eat all this junk food once I start the program, so I'm going to get it all now. Well, no, I didn't do that. I kind of, okay, if I start out in better shape, I'll make more progress. So I did try to start out in a little better shape this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the anticipation of coming here started mm -hmm. to get you. Uh -huh. cool. So what's next for Jane? Oh, the hardest part of all is going home and adapting everything to real life. It's so easy in this bubble when the chefs bring you the delicious food and the staff is ready to accommodate any concern that you have. No matter how many times you lock your locker wrong or whatever. <laughs> Can you help you know. me again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at home, you got to do it yourself. Uh -huh. And so you have to really adapt to the real world. And I have notebooks full of notes from here. Uh, multiple lectures that I have heard multiple times um, that haven't quite sunk in yet. But I'm hoping that. But, uh, yeah, just... Getting out in the real world, living your real life again, is the next part and the hardest part. Do you have another uh, event, another trip, another something that you're looking forward to doing that you can be sort of working towards? There is a very good chance that I can go to Australia again next year. But if I go, it's going to be with a friend. It's really her trip. And she's the one that opened so many doors for me on my trip. So she wants me to accompany her this time. Well, this would be her dream trip. So I need to move better, move faster, so that I'm not a drag on her. Because she might say, oh, it's okay, come on, come on. And after about the second day, she's going to hate my guts if, I can't, if I'm slowing her down and negatively impacting her trip. So if I'm in good enough shape so that I'm not a drag on her, we're going back to Australia. And, and do you think you personally would have, you know, a better time, a more positive experience if you've got more mobility and your stamina has been improved? Well, there were so many things that I didn't get to do. I mean, I got to do some things that other people will never, ever, ever get to do, so I'm not complaining at all. But there are things that I did not 
have the strength or energy to do last time that I really want to do. So there's plenty, plenty to do. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty exciting. Sure would. But it's always good to have that. I mean, you never even imagined before that you'd go to Australia once. No! Thinking about going to Australia again. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go to Australia. Sure, it's my once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Then I might do twice. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I think that, in, in and of itself, is such a success. Because look at you. When you talk about your experience in Australia, you light up. Oh, yeah. And, I mean... That's what life's all about, is doing the things that make you light up. And, yeah. and uh, I mean, what, I mean it, imagine, imagine the opposite. Imagine you had great mobility, but you didn't do the things that you wanted to do. I mean, you, you're improving in your mobility, but you're also doing the things that have meaning and value for you. And I think that is such a powerful message, to not let obstacles stop you from being the person you oh, want yeah. to be. Yeah. yeah. So, for anybody out there who's contemplating whether they should come here or not, yes, because it's going to open so many doors. The other thing about it is, and, and this, you might be getting ready to ask me, I might be jumping the gun on this, but um, one thing that I never anticipated from coming here was the friends, the friends that I would make. The reason I'm here right now at this particular time is because a friend that I met two years ago who lives in Finland and... You know, I knew I'd never see her again. Well, I've now seen her three years in a row. Who would think that I would have a friend in Finland? Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah I think it's, it's interesting. Because I think people who do their homework go online and they try to figure out if, if this offers the right program. Do we have the right staff? Are we, you know, uh, appropriate, scientifically sound versus gimmicking those? And, and I think you can figure that stuff out you know, by looking at the, the website. I think what people don't expect um, is to develop, it sounds like you have, literally lifelong friendships, yeah. best friendships. Yeah. Um, and to me, uh, having uh, seen that happen many times, I found that to be really interesting. We, we, we want to provide the sound program people want, but people don't expect to get that other social part. The camaraderie yes. is just amazing. And I'm assuming it's that true with all the people, the, with the people that just take the land classes and, you know, in the cardio room and stuff. Well, I tell you, pool people really stick together. <laughs> the, the pool, well, with battle yeah. teaching, the pool yeah. classes. Yeah. How can you not? Home base. Yeah. 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 And um, uh, I love the variety of instruction. Even on Hydro Circuit, people have their different ways of doing things and different music. I like music, so I, I love to pay attention to people's playlists. So that's been interesting. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Same class can be a different experience. Totally. Yeah. Yes. So the one question we always ask on this particular podcast, I don't think I asked okay. this question to you last time. Okay. So <laughs> is, is what does health mean to you? It's something we take for granted all too often. And once you don't have good health or mobility or fitness or strength or whatever, then you realize how important it is. Uh I've been fortunate that I don't have some dread disease. I don't have cancer. I don't have, you know, diabetes or something like that. So, uh, So I probably have taken my health for granted 
for way too long. I've been obese my entire adult life, and it wasn't until I started losing mobility that I realized how, how much I had taken for granted. So it's not something to take for granted. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Something to be very conscious of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I hear you talk about health, the, the most common element that comes up is mobility. So it sounds like when you think well, of... Well, for me. For maybe you, maybe yeah. not for other people. Sure. Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Well, it's ultimately about how your health begins to influence your quality of life. Yes. Uh, and, and the thing that I'm, I'm hearing, love to hear, is that, you know, you're looking forward to being able to go back to Australia and, and uh -huh. do things, stay engaged, and frankly, you have to be healthy to do that. So it gives you a focus, something to work on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a period, oh, almost three or four years ago, where... Hmm. I, I, I won't say I was depressed. I was like, I don't, is there a word for pre-suicidal? I was never actually going to do anything to myself, but I was kind of disappointed when I woke up in the morning. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not like that anymore. That's the most exciting thing yeah. that I've heard this entire little uh, yeah. interview. That, that you, it sounds like you're optimistic, you're looking forward. Uh -huh. And you know, that's, how you get, that's how you move forward. Uh, when I've had a good night's sleep, that's the other thing, the key, is a good night's sleep. Oh, gosh, that is so, so key to, to good health. Uh, but when I've had a good night's sleep and I wake up and I have that second cup of coffee, get that little caffeine buzz, this is my favorite 15 minutes of the day when I feel like I can do anything. And then when I start, if I start to sing, I know it's going to be a good day. So, <laughs> and I've heard you sing. Yeah, You're a good singer. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be here with us today, Jane. Love hearing about thank how you, you got to live live your once-in-a-lifetime dream going to Australia yeah. and that you might get to do it twice. So, Thanks to Hilton Head Health. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jane. Right. Thank you. Health Talk brought to you by Hilton Head Health.